Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of Today on SNTR Presents. And today we're talking about the Outriders launch. Good game, awful launch. If you're listening to this in any of the other locations that it hits, you can always catch me Monday through Friday at SNTRlive.com. That is where we do these live streams. These live polls, if you're in the live stream right now, be sure to hit subscribe, the like, the bell button. Take the poll we want to hear from you. And I, this is the question I asked the audience for those of you listening to the audio version. I said, Outriders gameplay, how much did downtime and other issues affect your experience? And I said, a lot, a little, or not at all. And 38% said a lot, 42% said a little, and 20% said not at all. So it's basically an 80-20 split, okay? 80% are saying a little to a lot. This really, this affected their their experience, okay? Opening weekend was kind of rough. And then we got the people down to the bottom saying, not at all. Now, if you're in the live audience, I'm going to do my 10-minute talk. Here's my my little outline, okay? We're going to scroll through same stuff, different game, why it's worse, and the long-term, short-term. So we do have an outline for the 10-minute talk that will conclu- that will take place after we comb through your responses. So let's just look at some of the responses this morning to this poll. Justin Rufus said, I hardly was able to play during Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Until Sunday, it was heaven. I played all day without any server disruption. Sunday was fantaf- fantastic. Uh, that's not a great ratio for Outriders release. To me that's not a very good ratio. And for and, 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 and for me personally, for me personally, it really, really hurt. It actually like I, I, I didn't get any progress. Okay. So you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday being bad and then Sunday's heaven. I mean that's not a great ratio for your launch weekend. And it really affected myself. And I said this morning, this isn't even about me being a content creator. If I had a traditional job I would have been in a very similar scenario and nobody likes falling behind and everybody's enjoying expeditions and legendaries and you're sitting here I'm like what level 14 I barely got out of the post demo barely got out of the post demo progress so it it's not about me being a content creator and being like I can't cover the game I wasn't going to rearrange my life to get progress in the game I'm simply not going to do that I'm not worried about you know you know, kissing the hand and licking the boot of a game because that's just not what, what, what I'm doing. Most content creators kind of have to do that. They have to alter their schedule, play at two in the morning or play whenever they can because they got to make the videos, they got to get the coverage. Thankfully, uh, thankfully, I am not in a position where I need to cover games that that uh, that aggressively when they first drop. I'm, I'm thankfully in a position where I can kind of be like, that's fine. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to break my back for this game. $15 tip from Timeless DBZ. Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis is a fresh start. Everyone starts at level 1. Strongly recommend looking into it. Is it does it have a launch date or is it already out is my question. It, if it's already out, that might be kind of tough. But if it's coming, then we would definitely want to check that out on launch date. I have this sneaking suspicion it's already out. Cardock Ren responded here. Said, The only effect it had for me was to wait to start playing on Sunday after watching all of the issues. Um, uh, I hear ya. Sunday, Sunday, everything smoothed out. And, 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 you know, to their credit, it was rough. Launching this on a holiday weekend was, was probably tough decision for them personally. You know, they, that, they, that means some of these guys got to manage it spend time away from family maybe you know not not necessarily be able to be at home or whatever 
you know and that, that's that's part of the job sure that's part of the job but that probably was not an enjoyable uh, experience for them um, and and you know and beyond that beyond that it's it's not fun I would imagine to have your game launch and have it be bad you know nobody wants that to happen I remember when I launched um, oh it's in beta the open beta is coming soon okay I genuinely, I, I generally don't check out betas. I'll probably just wait for the launch day, uh, unless we really think it'll be huge and, and worth diving into. Um, I, I remember when we launched the SNTR network, and I had intro music. We were launching split screen as our flagship debut show. I remember being so nervous about stuff not working right. I remember being incredibly nervous. It was so difficult. The stream had to stay live. I had to make all these changes. I had to change wardrobe. I had to move the mic. I had to do all these things. And I remember being, it's just nerve-wracking. You want everything to go well. I can't imagine pouring years into a game and then having just sweat beads on your forehead as the servers are just breaking under the pressure and people aren't able to play and they're angry. Uh, that that can't be a fun position to be in. Now, I went on a little bit of a rant earlier because I, I don't think the nasty people on the internet ever read, like, preachy tweets and change their ways. It's not like they're suddenly, oh, man, I, I'm going to change my ways. I, you know, I can't believe... I can't believe that I've, I've, been, I've been nasty all this time. Like, every time a game launches, I, you know, shred the community managers and developers on Reddit and Twitter... But that tweet really changed my mind. Most of these people are generally just terrible. They they do this to streamers, to YouTubers. They do it. To, they do it to everything. And you're just the next thing in their in their in their crosshairs. And so you kind of have to accept that. You know the. I'm not going to sit here and say that's just the way that it is. Expect people to be terrible. But at the same time, that's kind of the business. When you're in the business of facing the public, you have to know the public is terrible. Whether you're retail on Black Friday or you're retail on a Tuesday, it doesn't honestly matter. You're you are setting yourself in front of the public and the public can be genuinely zero self-awareness, awful, terrible. We've all seen public freakout videos on Reddit. We've all seen the way that people act toward developers on Reddit and Twitter and all these other places. So, I'm not going to sit here and say that community managers or public-facing persons should just buck up and accept it. But, generally speaking, getting really preachy and, and like, virtue signaling about this, the, the, the nasty people don't read that tweet and change their ways. They're just preaching to the choir. Most of the people that are being kind and, and patient and being adults about the situation, sure, they're going to read your tweet, smack you on the back, say, good job, we're here for you, here's a like, here's a retweet. And that's generally all it is, is a pity impression farm. Um, and I just don't necessarily think that's the right approach here. I, I, I appreciate a community management team or a marketing team or a front-facing team just having that air of professionalism and rising above... As she says in Doctor Strange, we, we, we never we never get to the place where we live without our demons. We have to live above them. And you just you have to get to that place if you're a public facing person. Or you're gonna continue to have, you know, these what what I would consider to be basically a breakdown. And that's not healthy. 
Um, I would I would not encourage somebody who is going to have a breakdown like that. I would be like, you should not be in view of the public and interacting with the public. Um, it's not good for you. I, I don't I don't want somebody who can't handle pressure um, doing brain surgery or someone who can't handle public hate being out in view of the public. Um, you know, I, I just. It's just kind of my thoughts on it. Uh, it's coming out this year beta soon. Thank you, Timeless DBZ, for another $5 tip through Super Chat. Actually, no, the first was 15 That's a 5 Thank you. Very generous. Uh, Ryan Butler commented on the poll here. It was an easier weekend, so I had plenty... Oh, I'm sorry. It was Easter weekend, so I had plenty of t- other stuff to do, even though I know the server problems were there. They didn't really affect me because I was busy uh, doing other things. Same, but I lost so much valuable time on Outriders launch. Uh, I lost tons of valuable time. You know, it's like, I, <laughs> yeah, I had other stuff going on too. I, I didn't even try to play. I was playing uh, Star Wars Legos with my kids, which Force Awakens is the worst Star Wars Lego game. I would, I would encourage you to not. I, well, I don't know if I want to say that. If you like the simplicity of the original uh, Star Wars Lego like anthology and you get the Force Awakens Star Wars game I don't know they're trying to be too many things in my opinion it, it's it's I don't I don't think it's a very good game uh, I'm hoping that the the Skywalker Saga Lego game will be better we don't even have a launch date for that it just says spring but I was playing that with my kiddos and then I played Diablo 3's new season with my wife I was like dude I am not breaking my back for this game I'm not I, I, I am uh <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm super far behind. I'm going to play it for two hours today on the gaming channel, and then I want to check out No Man's Sky Expeditions, because I'm not doing that. I'm not I'm not going to, to sell my schedule or sacrifice my schedule on the altar of a brand new game. Um, yeah, the art design is killer, Teddy. Anthony Valiente says, it's really frustrating when you pay $60 for a game and you can't play it for extended periods of time. Uh, agreed. Outriders, servers were a bummer huge bummer to not even it it's not like you're going in and playing the game and maybe there's some bugs or you fall through the map or something it's like you can't even play (laughs) you can't even play you know you you can't what did diablo 3 seasons add if you look up diablo 23 like diablo season 23 like details you could probably find a good summary somewhere they do like new armor, new things to chase, new cosmetics. Uh, they reset all your progress. You have new objectives to go for. Um, you start a new season character, and like you're you're starting over. You got to level everything up again. But it's not through the campaign. It's really really well done. If you like a really really good, generous dungeon crawler, it's a freaking blast. So my wife and I are really enjoying it. I'm playing as a necromancer. She is playing as a. Um, She's playing as the Demon Hunter. I'll be playing it this week. Maybe tomorrow on the channel, I think. I think we're playing it tomorrow. All this week, I'll be I'll be going over to the other channel and doing Outriders gameplay and then pivoting to something else. Today, it's No Man's Sky Expeditions. I think tomorrow we'll try out Diablo 23, Season 23 just to kind of walk you through the beginning process. So, um, and yes, No Man's Sky is available on the PS5 uh, and I because I installed it. I think we're going to play on PC. Capture's not bad on PC if I cap it at 60 FPS, um, which I'm going to get 60 FPS on the PS5 anyway, so I might as well get the better resolution and textures and lighting. 
Victor Mayhem said, My son was off school, and I was off work for spring break. We planned on hitting Outriders hard Thursday and Friday before Easter weekend. Didn't happen. Such a bummer, uh, especially for kiddos. It's, yeah, they're, you know, I don't know how old they are, but, you know, you know, what, 13 and down? That's tough, man. It's like, hey, man, we're going to do this thing. It's going to be awesome. And then they don't get to do it, you know? Yeah, it, 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 expectations are set. You know, he he was in school all week, ready to dive in with dad, and then doesn't get to. Like that's that's a huge bummer, especially for kids. We've been going through that with our kiddos, like video games and when they can play and when they can't play. And man, once that expectation set, holy moly, you gotta be careful taking that away. You know, isn't really a kids game. Well, I assume he's not playing with a four year old. I mean, it, you know, it's probably a preteen or a teen most of those kids play games like this they play the shooters and stuff um and you know not really your place to talk about what he what what he allows his kid to play um if he's sitting there playing with him you know that's his prerogative it's yeah it's, it's always sucks when you, know, you set aside that time and you're like oh it doesn't happen you know internet goes down something goes down in this case servers goes down you know, servers go down um that's rough. 16? Oh, yeah, come on. He's 16. He can drive a car. He can play Outriders. Like, <laughs> you know, that's fine. That's fine. You can play Outriders with your son? No, he wouldn't. Number one, it, we they're too young. It's too violent. My son is five, and it would be too hard anyway. So, it's my, as, as a dad, I would say, no, nah, this is a little too violent for their age bracket. But that's my decision. Because that's that's a choice I've arrived at with you know my my kiddos, um, um, even being sixteen, I treasure the time I can play games with my dad. So to have games crash and not work, oh yeah, sucks. I remember my son and I got to the end of one of the Star Wars missions, and we got True Jedi, and we got all the stuff, and the game froze. Game completely locked up and froze. We lost all our progress. I think I was more angry than he was. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, buddy. I was like, we'll have to do that again. He was like, okay. And he like set the controller down. And I could tell he was bummed. I was ready to break the controller. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? We found every secret. We did every little thing, every nook and cranny. Got every single one of these little stupid uh, Lego pieces. (laughs) I was so ticked. Get to the end, man. Went to get into the escape pod. And the whole game just, just froze. I was not happy. Uh, Ferdolino says not that much because I live in Europe so most of the downtime happened too early for me to be playing or too late so I was sleeping already Uh, definitely hurt um, the US time zones the most Um, if you think about it we were the ones that seemed to cause the most issues (laughs) we caused the most issues like when our time zones got on Nicholas says, it was annoying when I had to start a mission over when the server dropped, but I think since I've had several plans uh, that took me outside, I didn't have the same frustration since I wasn't putting in marathon sessions. Uh, I didn't want to do marathons. So, my short sessions getting cut short was worse. It was worse! It's like, I... (laughs) I was only going to play for short sessions. <laughs> I didn't get to. My kid has been playing shooters since around 8 or 10. I thought back then that it's a fictional world, not real life. I mean, it just depends because for me, 
when they're younger and more impressionable and they're they don't have categories for violence it's not necessarily in my mind it, you know if we can do a little bit of a side tangent here it's not about the shooting it's not about it's not about that at all it's when they don't have a category for violence so in this game in particular you know a 7 year old sees this game sees dead bodies hanging sees some guy getting knifed in the chin she doesn't have a category for that that's that can if you if you study like child psychology that could be very damaging to her development because she's she's exposed to something she has no category for um doesn't have a way to process it understand it and grapple with what they have seen that can be very bad for a kid when they're exposed to those sorts of things prior to having an understanding and a category for it Uh, it can really really shape the way they see the world Uh, video games and lots of entertainment in general can be bad for their development because it sets uh, unhealthy brainwave patterns and expectations and overstimulation. They've done they've done a bunch of uh, behavioral brain science studies on understimulated brains versus overstimulated brains. There are children uh, who underdevelop motor skills and speech patterns if they grow up in an orphanage where they get significantly less mental stimulation at a young age. But there's also the inverse problem of overstimulation. It creates uh, an unhealthy development in the brain with respect to being able to have, a, you know, being able to hold their attention, being able to study, being able to remember and recall things, uh, behavioral, uh, unhealthy behavioral patterns, uh, you know, things where they have like mental breakdowns and stuff like that because their brain has been developed and shaped by unrealistic worlds and overstimulating like bright colors, flashing colors, explosions. So, it's you're the parent do the research make the decision that you think's best we we came to a lot of different decisions about screen time and movies and all of that it's very very limited with our kids um that was the conviction and the the decision we came to after doing doing lots of research so just you know you just got to make sure that you're not exposing a young mind to something that they don't have a category for which can be you're unwittingly traumatizing them. They won't say it. They won't tell you that it's traumatizing, but it can be traumatizing uh, to their brain. It happened to me in sixth grade. In sixth grade, I did not have a category or an understanding of like adult magazines. Back then, we weren't, you know, we weren't browsing the internet, okay? And I was at a friend's house and his older brother had a magazine and Pamela Anderson was in it. You guys remember Pamela Anderson, Baywatch and all that. I mean, Pam Anderson was it like everybody thought she was the greatest and it messed me up like it really did because I didn't understand it it didn't make sense to me and I felt and it felt weird and uncomfortable and I couldn't talk to my parents because I thought I'd get in big big trouble I thought he'd get in big big trouble like you'd be really careful uh, especially with the internet ease of access to content that's beyond their mental reach um, you'd be really really careful man uh, the brain develops until age 25 and if they learn yeah, if they learn a, an instrument or a language before age 13, they pick it up at an unbelievably rapid rate compared to an adult. So, like, if you're 20 and you try to learn a language or an instrument, it's it's significantly more difficult for you. If you learn a language or an instrument before age 13, you you pick it up faster, easier, and not only that, you carry that ability with you in a more permanent way. This is why they try and get more. Uh, musicianal and more linguistic studies earlier in schools because kids brains are insane they're it's the greatest running machine and computer 
at that stage and you just got to be careful you don't download malware in there you know um so uh yeah you say that like you understand it now oh shut up uh in any case in any case slight side tangent with games and violence and 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 young minds just make sure you're doing something that uh just make sure you're not shrugging about something that might be more serious than you realize uh, and I'm never going to tell you what to do or how to raise your kids. Um, but, you know, you could always be like, oh, I saw Doom when I was nine and I turned out fine. Pragmatism is not really helpful. You know, um, yeah. you know, do, do, do read, read some articles, you know, listen to the, the, the experts and then make a decision based on what you find would be my advice. So, uh, next comment from... Nick Hall, I've been preparing for a move, so my game time has been maybe an hour or so early morning late since launch. I've still gotten hit by the downtime. That sucks. When you're not even hitting it during peak hours and you can't even play, that is... Whew, I mean, that that's infuriating. Because you're not even, you're not even like actually... That's why people that were like leaving comments that they were just sort of a... You should just expect this. Uh, you know, you should expect this on launch day. It's like, it's not launch date, homie. It's Saturday evening. What are you, what are you talking about? Um, uh, so, I don't know. Kids' brains are supercomputers that don't have antivirus. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They don't have the antivirus yet. Uh, Joy be playing. The most annoying thing was getting disconnected anytime I tried to play with my friends on Xbox. Other than that, my experience has been solid so far. Uh, crossplay being hit or miss wasn't a big deal in my mind. I, that doesn't bother me, really. Seriously. Launch day, launch weekend, if crossplay is spotty, dude, I will take that. Back to the Future shirt's awesome. You can use the shirt command. This is from 80s Tees. It's another great one. This is like one of the first ones they sent me. Remember to use code LONO if you ever go to uh, 80stees.com. You can use that on any of the shirts there, not just the... Uh, it doesn't have to be the one I'm wearing. Um, so... Um, what class do you think you're going to play today? Well, I'll be on Xbox. I've given up on PC. It, it's a freaking nightmare trying to capture on PC. Um, I just can't get good capture. I also couldn't get this the, the, the hitching to go away. Uh, we tried DX11, DX12. I updated my drivers. Everything was fine with DX12 and the updated drivers. And then they pushed out a small hotfix and all my stuff was bad again. Um, so, yeah. I really need to get a, um, a, a monitor with HDMI 2.0. I know everybody's like, you want 2.1. I just need HDMI 2.0 so I can do pass-through on my capture card so I don't have to monitor mirror. Um, so I don't have to monitor mirror and monitor clone and turn on V-Sync because um, it causes all kind of issues. My capture cards are great. I just need to be able to do pass-through and I would avoid all these problems. I would just need a new monitor. Um, and I did not get a chance to look at the monitors you guys sent me over the weekend. We're waiting to pay taxes before we buy anything, you know, at a high dollar, at a high dollar amount, you know. Yeah, and I get frame dips on console. I don't really want to play on console, but like hitching, stuttering, and stuff on PC, it just isn't worth it. Um, I don't know. It's a bummer. Two dot one for future proofing, though. 
That's true. I just wouldn't want to run any issues. I guess it wouldn't make a difference. 2.1 would work with the 2.0. Um, I guess it would slightly future-proof for I don't even know what. Some new capture card will come out and be like, you need 2.1 to utilize this amazing new feature. And I'm like, no! <laughs> Joseph Lapp responded to the poll. Sunday, I never got kicked from the game. Saturday was more frequent, but anytime it went down, I would get some of the errands done that I needed to do. <clears throat> So it sort of worked out, and it kept me from no-lifing it this weekend. Uh, <laughs> so servers going down was like a good parent, lol. It was like a good parent, you know? Now you go get your errands done, you stop playing now. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's funny. Um, but yes, that you know, if you take that attitude, I guess it's not that big of a deal. If you guys haven't hit like yet, please press the like button. Let's close in on 700 likes. That'd be amazing for the video. And if you haven't hit subscribe and the bell button, please consider doing that. It ensures that you're here for these talks and these polls Monday through Friday. Um, <clears throat> you really only need 2.1 if you're playing 4K 120. I mean, who knows if I'll be doing that anytime soon. But again, who knows what kind of capture cards might need to utilize it. Um, in the future, you know, some new tech comes out. Gritter says, I was a little frustrated at first, but once the servers were back up, it's slowly becoming my new favorite game of 2021. Nice. Uh, Johnny Returns says, I wasn't able to play much, so I gave up on Friday. I was able to get in last night for a few hours, and so far, the game is an absolute blast. I had no interest in it at first, but now it has me hooked. Outriders gameplay is a satisfying loop. It is. It's a satisfying loop. And I think that's one of the reasons uh, myself and others actually spent time grinding the demo a little bit, going for uh, legendaries. You know, the, the, the content loop of Outriders, I don't know, it's actually pretty satisfying. And it it'll hook you even when you kind of least expect it. I thought this game was going to be pretty throwaway for me. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it. I don't know. Um, I'm really enjoying the game, but the V-Sync bug where it caps to 60 FPS is really annoying. I don't even... I, I, that's not the bug I was having. <laughs> um, hitching and stuttering is gone now on DX11. Did they do another update, Snoop? Because when I went down to DX11 the other day, I it was slightly better, but it was still rough. Um, I don't know. Uh, when you call it your favorite game of 2021, it's 100% the honeymoon phase. Comment in my eyes. I could be wrong, but I'm thinking it's a 40 or 60 hour game. Well, it depends on the person and how many characters they want to make. You know, I, I think, you know, how many characters you want to make is really where the, they're going to get beyond that first, that first 30 hour hump. I would think. Um, get a 2.1 monitor so if you ever want to capture and stream at 4K60 you can yeah that's true who knows what kind of a gaming ring I may have in a couple years or a year gear modding and world tiers make this feel like Diablo with guns which is great makes me wonder what other elements of Diablo would work in this game well I think what you would do is you would try to mimic Diablo's uh, seasons if you could um they 
they could do like a seasonal format, but the, again, you, you got to have rewards because you got the tier system that would work alongside of that. But what would the rewards look like is the real question. People are going to spend all this time min maxing. <laughs> so what are what are you going to give them? You know, what are you going to give them in the aftermath as, as to, to keep to keep them going? You know, um, my problem is if you guys are like, oh, DX11, DX11, it runs great, it runs great. My issue is that I have to run VSync. People are like, why would you run VSync? Why would you run VSync? I have to. Because it's something to do with monitor cloning. When I do monitor cloning, if I don't do VSync, you guys get like tearing and jitters and it looks really really bad whenever i turn vsync on in most games it works perfectly fine and i have no issues okay the the issue with vsync in this game and others it does like this weird almost like vhs tracking thing and i think it's because i'm i'm doing monitor cloning and so it's 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 sending the signal twice by mistake and i don't know how to stop it from doing that it's really, really frustrating. So obviously, when I run into that issue, that's unique to me. But, but, even if I turned off VSync, I was still having weird issues. I basically was like, fine, you guys are just going to get a slightly jittery capture. It's not that noticeable. I notice it because I, I want everything to look as best as possible. Even when I did that, I was still getting stutters, frame drops, and freezes. Um... V-Sync in this game pulls my frame rate to 60 on my 144 monitor. See, if that were happening, then my capture would be fine. Because 60 is always a clean capture because it's a 60 capture. I mean, it's a 60 um, frame per second broadcast. So. Mr. Jake the Ace is asking for a like rollover. We're at 682. You can do it, chat. If you can hear my voice, pressing the like button helps this video get recommended to more people. Um... The X Factor. I practically had to beg my buds to get this game so we can play together. They've already turned their noses, uh, so it'll be just another game I struggle through playing solo. Uh, use that SNTR Discord, baby. Get in there, dude. Come on. We made LFG and the general chat and the SNTR Discord open to everybody. Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to pay any money to get access to that. I don't know if we've set up an Outriders LFG in there yet, but I suppose we, we probably should um, as a way to as a way to give you guys a way to connect. Um, so I'm bummed that that happened to you, but <clears throat> there's other ways to meet people to play with. You know, I mean, you can throw on matchmaking. I know that's not even remotely the same. I remember when I had guys I wanted to play with and they didn't play, and it was always kind of a huge bummer. It was like, well, I guess I'm not playing. Uh, this game. I've talked about this before. That happened to me with Titanfall. My job situation changed and we went to I went to play with them and they were all like, no, I don't want to. I, we played too much. Um, <clears throat> um, it, they, they had burned themselves out. They had played the game. Uh, the, they had played the game and they got their fill of it and like a, like it, I think it was like two weeks two weeks in and they were just like they were they were burned out and it's never it's never never fun at all um, 
to have that experience of getting left behind but we've got people that are playing the game and you can use the discord to connect and find folks to play with no problem robert holmes said the survey issue has only affected me two times but after that i could play just fine uh for the most part i just got lucky that's all uh servers felt like a gamble all weekend until sunday that's ultimately what it starts to come down to is it feels like a gamble you feel like you're kind of gambling your time you feel like you're sort of you know you're you're not necessarily uh you're not confident there's nothing worse than sitting down and being like all right i'm gonna boot this game up and hopefully i can play and then you're in the middle of the mission and you get bumped somebody said it literally last night they were like dude I was near the end of the mission, got bumped, and I can't even bring myself to boot the game back up. I just, I don't even want to. Um, And I know that feeling. I know that feeling of like getting to the end of a mission or getting really, really far, and then it crashes or it freezes or servers go down. And you're just like, dude, no, I'm good. I have zero interest in playing now. I'm done for the night. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not going back in. I know what that feels like. I've hit I've hit that wall before with a game where you have so many problems and so many errors. I mean, that kind of happened to me the other day on Friday. I was like, I'm done. I'm giving up. I'm giving up on this. I'm not playing. I'm I'm going to I'm just going to go play on the Xbox. I just gave up on PC because it was it was too frustrating. It was way way too frustrating and generally speaking when you're especially these missions when they last as long as they do when you're that heavily invested it's so gutting it just absolutely takes the wind out of your sails the v-sync thing is definitely bugged out of combat it works as expected the second combat starts it starts to pull 60 fps i don't even have that issue the minute i start moving i get like this weird black bar it looks like vhs tracking is off if you ever if you know what it was like having a vcr with tracking so TSMI says it affected my gameplay experience a little I ended up playing another game pass game while waiting Outriders game pass might have caused the influx too I don't know if people are thinking about that but it's possible that the game pass promotion really pushed this game over the limit now the steam numbers are looking really really promising so it wasn't just game pass i mean steam numbers their peak they exceeded like borderlands 2 and 3 their peak i've got that those numbers included in my video that i'll be doing shortly um and it's like wow you know they they actually even with all of the trouble people are still really diving in and playing this game they you know people really really want to play it even after all the trouble now i don't know if the server trouble created that environment it did it create that element of oh wow you know everybody's going to try and get in on the same day and and because of that they spiked really high let's look at them in a week right let's look at them in a week in in a week are the steam numbers still looking good i happen to think it's a perfect storm number one the server issues cause everybody to kind of kind of cluster onto one day sunday number two it's gaming drought right now there's literally nothing going on and if we're honest 
The Destiny community is a huge portion of this. The launch date of Outriders had a big chunk of uh, of the Destiny community playing it because like Destiny numbers dropped really low, lower than they usually do. That happens. Red Dead Redemption had the same effect way back in the day. And so let's look at it in a week and see if it's still strong. The concern, the concern would be, I would think, the concern would be that Game Pass opened up the game to lots of people and they all tried it and if they had a really bad experience with the servers how many of those people are just not going to go back they're going to be like nah I'm good and I was that was bad I got other things I want to play now this this is in their favor this is in Outriders corner and this is in their favor the fact that there's nothing else really coming out right now means people will be like well I'll check it out in a couple of days when the servers calm down they'll come back to it they'll come back to it and say hey you know I- I'm, I'm gonna check this out because there's nothing else going on it's free on game pass well you, you, you're paying for game pass but you know what I'm saying I already have game pass let me let me take a crack here you know and and then they they enjoy it they enjoy their time in the game because to, to be quite honest the gameplay loop is surprising a lot of people you know the gameplay loop is is surprising folks it surprised me in the uh, in the demo I thought this game was going to be a little too linear for my taste. I thought it was going to be a little bit too um, kind of, I don't know, linear is probably the right word. And I ended up really, really liking the gameplay loop. And that was literally just going for a legendary. (laughs) That wasn't even like a good, that wasn't even a good picture of the gameplay loop, uh, to be quite honest. Um, It wasn't. It was not even a good example of what the gameplay loop could be like. And so it still hooked me. And Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It makes it worse. <laughs> it makes it worse when the game is good because you really want to get in there. You really do. When you go to your favorite restaurant and the wait is 45 minutes instead of 20, it's worse because you're like, well, I can't go anywhere else. This is where I want to go. <laughs> this is this is my favorite place. I've, I've been jonesing for a burger. I've been jonesing for a pizza or whatever it is they make at this restaurant. And you're not going to be able to just like, well, let's just go down the road to another spot. You're like, ah, it makes it worse. And uh, certainly, certainly in this case, because of the drought, it was like, there's nothing really else going on right now. There's not a lot of other games. Uh, I guess we'll, <laughs> I guess I'll just come back later because you really, really want to play it. Uh, another response to the poll here from Ing Kush. I got about 30 minutes tops the first couple of nights. Saturday night onwards, I had a great experience, though. I'm just kind of bummed. I still can't matchmake with my friends consistently. Crossplay needs to be ironed out for sure. Um, That's a huge selling point of a game like this, is being able to play with your buddies. And man, oh man, does, does it stink when you can't do that. Um... Oh, hey, we'll be able to play together. I can't wait to dive in. This is going to be awesome. And, you know, if if you can't, if you cannot, it almost feels like a selling point of the game has been shut down. Um, they, this, this in general, I think is a, is a great selling point, cross-play. I wonder if game companies want to start saying cross-play will come a week later. Uh, I don't know. You listen. Th- this kind of cuts both ways, doesn't it? 
if we're gonna we, we might hit 700 votes here in a second this cuts both ways people are like well people should come to expect this they should come to expect server problems so I get scolded for being upset or irritated on a launch date like how dare I spend money and expect to play a game what am I an idiot it's like I guess we're all just supposed to wait 24 hours uh, and even that wouldn't have saved you because the game didn't stabilize until Sunday uh, but if I'm supposed to come to expect this then so should the gaming company and they shouldn't be promising crossplay on day one you should be like listen we launches are always a challenge we're going to spend that first weekend and week making sure everything is super stable before we flip that switch for crossplay you see what I'm saying I get it we all get it there was a really great article written in 2019 about this it was basically uh, written about it was written by games radar and it was it's just impossible in quotations it's just impossible devs explain why big online games always break at launch they're basically saying that it's not a matter of having enough servers it's not a matter of spending enough money it isn't it's a matter of everybody's trying to get in the door at the exact same time and there is not some technological magic wand they can wave and be like everybody's in now they've experimented with rolling launches and and to be fair the rolling launch for outriders actually went pretty smooth why because you know midnight and other other time zones hitting rolling forward ah that's that's you're staggering it out okay that seemed to work well until late stage of Thursday when a lot of the time zones converged. Yet Eastern, Central, Mountain, West Coast, bam, 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 bam. Everybody's hitting. Everybody's hitting at the same time. So I, I get the devs are going to say like, hey, you know, these, these, these launches are always going to be like this. It's going to be bad. What about a lottery? I was thinking about this last night, Ginger, and I essentially came to the conclusion that the only way you smooth this system out is with an entirely new technological solution that presently doesn't exist, which is assigning people batches so that you can't even hit the queue because you've been assigned a batch number. You are batch number, you know, Q100, or that's a terrible letter to use. Your, your batch number, you know, M... 202 or something and so they go through batches and then they slowly let everybody get in that the, the rolling time zone launch seems to kind of do that anyway um, I, I don't know I'm not saying that we should expect this I'm saying we can check the rage at the door the vitriol and death threats are inexcusable here's here's why you're here, here's the thing I agree with what you just said okay but you might as well have typed this sentence Dude, waiting at a restaurant is normal, so threatening the hostess or breaking a window is unacceptable. The average adult human is going to say, yeah, duh, who's going to do that, right? Who's going to do that, right? We're, this is the internet. So, like, saying that doesn't honestly serve a purpose, the people that did death threats for Hello Games when they delayed No Man's Sky, and the people that came unhinged on Twitter, Reddit, or wherever that wherever else they came unhinged about this, come on. Those people do this every time. They're either trolls that love to hate, or they're just some angry person that has no idea how to process disappointment in a healthy way. 
Like, like typing that up and saying, we're all going to agree with you. Everybody's just impression farming when they tweet something like that. They're going to get easy tweets and retweets. They're preaching to a virtue signaling addicted choir that are like, yeah! It's like, how... How many immature children or, or or demented adults that react this way to bad game launches, how many of those people are going to see that tweet and be like, you know what, you're right, I'm going to have a complete change of heart? No! They're either a troll, a hater, or somebody who just has zero ability to contain how they respond to stuff. The average person that came into AT&T when I worked there for five years did not yell at me and cuss me out. And the handful that did, like... They're not going to change their ways because someone scolds them. They're going to leave and think they, they stood up for themselves or whatever. So, like, I like I just generally think in the in the grand scheme of the situation, <laughs> let, me, let me put two pairs of boots on. There's two shoes here, okay? There's, there's, there's two sides of this. If you're going to sit here and tell me, well, we should just come to expect this. Servers are just going to struggle. Okay, cool. You should come to expect idiots on the internet to act like idiots. Like, put both pairs of shoes on. You can't claim on one hand that like, oh, we should just come to expect launches to be crap and servers to be garbage for a day or two. And then when people act like idiots on the internet, they're a constant, by the way. They're legion. They're everywhere. They're addicted to spewing hate. Like, you... As a game developer, as a public-facing person, you should come to expect this filth to land on your timeline. It's just the nature of things. Is it right? No. It's not right that we spend $60 and spend a weekend rolling a gambling dice of being like, will I be able to play or not? That's not right. It's a product we paid for, and we can't get consistent service from it. Is it right that people are being awful and saying awful things? No, it's not right. But this is the world we live in. You gotta live like This is something I've learned through therapy. This is, something that, this is something that AA teaches to addicts. You have to live life on life's terms. Like, this is the way life is. This is reality. Accept it. The more you buck up against reality, the more angry you're going to become. The, the, the more frustrated and, and easily emotionally manipulated you will be if you, if you don't just accept that this is the reality of your job. Are you going to be a bus driver for third graders and be like, I can't, I, I can't take this. I can't believe how loud it is. What are you talking about? It's a, you're a bus driver for third graders. Like you're jumping in to a world that's going to be loud. Like, you know, I, I want I was going to be a lifeguard on a beach, but I don't know, dude, this sun, the heat, the sand. I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting this. What the frick are you talking about? That's reality. Live life on life's terms, right? Don't let the idiots of the internet win by actually having a like a response or a breakdown or a virtue signal. You're giving them too much credit. You're acting as if they're intelligent enough to take in what you're saying and process it and change their behavior. Like you're you're giving them too much credit. They're just an internet troll. You're expecting them to read what you wrote and be like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I I threatened your entire family over a video game. I should really calm down. <laughs> you're wasting your emotional and in- intellectual energy on these people. It's a complete waste of time. It's just an impression farm most of the time. 
It's an easy way to get a bunch of people to be like, yeah. People do this all the time with streaming. They they speak as if the people that come in and say trolling, hateful, triggering things, like you think they're reading your virtuistic signaling tweet and they're like, you know, I'm going to stop harassing people and messing with people. No. Mod them, kick them, ban them, get them out of here, and then ignore them. Pretend they don't exist, basically. They're fringe anyway. Like, you act... Here's the other thing that happens. There was a time where we were streaming, and I had like 2,000 viewers, and there were two or three people being, being just absolute haters. They were committed to being haters. And somebody was like, man, why is chat being so negative? And I was like, whoa, hold it right there chat's not being negative there's two or three haters out of a couple thousand that are being nasty okay here's the problem with being a public facing person whether you're in marketing or community management and you boost the signal of hate why are you doing that i wh- wh- i'm just waiting for the servers to come back on dude i, I i'm i'm not, i'm not i'm not being mean i'm not i'm not doing death threats oh my gosh who's doing that you're signal boosting hate and then anybody that was legitimately coming to you for updates or they wanted to like tweet at you to get an interaction now they feel like this this weird this weird air choking presence has been out put out there like oh my gosh there's people being nasty oh I, I don't know I guess I won't say anything I don't know, jeepers like okay like people that are going that far are terrible but they're fringe there's a lot of them, but they're not the majority. You have to understand, like, when I say they're legion, yeah, it's because there's a lot of them, but they're not the majority. They're not. They are fringe. Treat them as such. Respond to the voices and the people that are being positive and being nice and being helpful or voicing their criticism in a healthy way. Stop Stop boosting the signal of hate. It. I, this is one of the... This is one of the the craziest things that's come out of Twitter and, and and honestly it's Twitter is you signal boost hate in an effort to speak against hate and it's like I don't I don't understand it, it's it what wh- what is this you're disregarding legitimate criticism to focus on fringe BS in order to shift legitimate spotlight from your BS launch right it's like it's like we're having a hard time we're doing the best we can and look at these awful people and how awful they're being it's like why is that the focus right now i don't care about them they're just some hateful idiot on the internet why are they getting attention why are they getting talked about who cares about that stop signal boosting hate it just it's it's not healthy for you as a person and it doesn't help anything the dialogue doesn't suddenly shift the servers aren't suddenly better and the consumers aren't suddenly happier because you virtue signaled and asked for pity like it doesn't doesn't do, it doesn't work. You're you're just you're just signal boosting hate, which is I think unhelpful. <laughs> Shark Week does, but that's not helpful. <laughs> Thunder J with a response to the poll. I gave up midday Saturday. Haven't played since. Maybe tonight. Uh sucks to hear that. I think a lot of folks are gonna hit that wall, though. You know, a lot of folks are gonna hit that wall, and they're gonna be like. Mm. I don't want to keep trying. It feels like you're gambling with your limited time. Because here's what ends up happening. I don't know if you guys are like me, but this is what I end up doing. I'm like, all right, servers went down. Let's just wait and see if they come back on. 
And you know when you do that, you're gambling with your sand in the hourglass dripping down time. It's just going, going, going. Hopefully they come back online. And if they don't, you've just completely wasted your time. If you go and try and do something else, and then your buddy pings you, he's like, servers are back up. You're like, frick. Like, you feel paralyzed. Like, you can't make the right choice. You either pray the servers come back on and you just sort of sit there and you know when you're doing that you are in the most literal sense gambling with your most valuable currency your time and if you walk away and they come back online then you feel like dang it I missed my chance to play with my buds it feels like an impossible situation where at the end of the day you lose the house wins you're, you're going to lose either way. You either lose time by sitting there and waiting, or you lose the time you could play by going and doing something else and they come back online. There's not really a result where you win in that scenario. And that's why people get so irritated. I do think that there's a fine line between calling out bad aspects of the culture and the community of the community and just virtue signaling and impressions farming. I think a lot of people fail to find the difference between the two. Here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. I do this with my kids. If my son, we did this yesterday. My son wanted to play video games instead of going outside. And he was throwing a fit. And I said, if you can talk to me like a big boy and calm down, then I will listen to what you're saying. When you're doing this, I'm not going to listen to you. You're. I, I tell them, I say, make an appeal like a big kid. Do not appeal to me like a baby or like with a fit I'm not gonna I'm not gonna listen to that what I'm doing is is I'm blocking and saying nope I will not listen to this you approach me in this manner I'll engage you right sometimes I tell them like do you need to go to your room and call down no well then can you calm down right here I want to give you that opportunity to course correct and to and to and to and to self-regulate your emotions and calm down. He's five, right? It's taking him, but I'm helping him become better at that sort of thing. So, in this scenario, if you basically say we're only going to respond to legitimate criticisms and well-worded criticisms, we're not going to engage with hate. That's all you have to say. You don't have to block them. You don't, you don't have to block them. You don't have to speak about them. They don't exist. They don't. They're not going to... Like, listen, one of two things is going to happen. They're going to change the way they talk to CMs or approach these topics online because they're sick of getting ignored or they're going to keep screaming into the void. One of two things is going to happen. This is called positive and negative reinforcement. You're sort of negatively reinforcing the bad behavior you're like I'm not going to respond to that and you're positively reinforcing and interacting with the people that are worth interacting with you win big time when you do this as a public facing community managing marketing person you win do you want to know why first and foremost you're interacting with people who probably deserve it number two you are not signal boosting hate and number three you just might convince some of these idiots to calm the frick down and write something in a respectful way and now they've been sort of trained to behave slightly differently on the internet you're not achieving anything by being like I just can't believe people are being so hateful death threats they don't give a frick about that 
They're like, haha, we rattled their cage. Yeah, we upset them. Yeah, I ruined his day. Yeah, my day's ruined, and now that guy's day is ruined. They're satisfied with that as a result. They're happy. They are happy that you cried. They're happy that you had a breakdown. They're mad. They're crazy people. That's what they want. They want you to feel misery, and you let them know that it worked. You, this, oh, really think about what I just said. You just positively reinforced the bad behavior. Why? Because you showed them that they got the intended result. They ruined your day. They upset you. So do you think they're going to stop? No. You just showed them that it's upsetting. So they're going to keep doing it. You gave them their cookie for pushing the red button. It's mind-blowing that public-facing streamers, YouTubers, press, and community managers don't get this. This is basic psychology 101 maybe if they stopped virtue signaling about mental health and actually studied it they might understand basic human behavior and they could face the public like an intelligent person but it's easier to like virtue signal about mental health matters maybe study it for frick's sake some just basic level human psychology and human behaviorism and you might stop doing the exact wrong thing in these instances I don't know End rant. Uh, Dave with the next response to the poll. I've been affected by a little of the disconnects on PS5. I'm still playing, though, and it's so good. Great to see a good game full on. Outriders uh, gameplay is so solid. It really is. It's really solid. It's really, really enjoyable. It is. Um, it, it's, it's why people are angry. <laughs> it's why people are angry. They, they, uh, they want to play. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a fun game. Um, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, if, if you started trying to play, su- if you try to play Thursday early or most of the day Sunday, you probably had a pretty good experience. More than likely. More than likely, you had a good experience. Uh, Chris Cardi says, wasn't able to play on Friday, but other than that, my experience has been fine on the Xbox Series X. I wasn't even aware there were issues on Saturday because I wasn't playing. Uh, Dodge a bullet for sure. Outriders servers were rough uh, on Saturday. They were rough. The, the, the funniest line was when they are like, yeah, the servers are back on except for the United States. <laughs> except for the United States. I was like, oh, oh, brother. Love the shirt, Lono, as a 37-year-old Back to the Future's all-time favorite movie. You can get this shirt or a lot of Back to the Future shirts at 80s Tees. Use the shirt command in chat. Always remember to use code Lono over there for 30% off. Zubair, my man Zubair, says, I was really close to just deleting it. I'm giving it one more chance, but that's it. I hear ya. Game Pass makes that super easy. Game Pass, dude. Game Pass makes it so easy to be like, eh, I'm done. I ain't spending. I ain't spending money. You know, I ain't spending any money. <laughs> it's so much easier to do when you spend sixty. You're like, I'm gonna get. Oh, I'm gonna get value out of this game. Come on. Now, if you buy it in Steam, maybe not. Maybe you go and you try and get the. Uh, you know, you try and get your refund or whatever. But a lot of people, man, they're gonna they're gonna squeeze that game. They're gonna try and they're gonna try and get as much as they can out of it. 
Um, uh, death threat co- commentary I shared last week. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about you, Vapor. I'm not talking about you. No, 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 no. There, there was a person that was a part of the public-facing community on this part of the marketing, and he basically admitted that he, you know, he, he broke down. He was like crying, and it was just like, "Homie, I feel bad. I empathize with you as a human person, as a human being, that was, was so affected by this that you had a breakdown." Number one, as someone who who has been through therapy and has studied psychology and mental health, I'm like, this might not be a good position for you to flourish as a person. This might not be good for you. It seems unhealthy for you to be public-facing. Number two, you're kind of giving them what they want. To them, that's a high-fiveable thing. Yeah, got that guy. Clap, clap, clap. Got him. (laughs) Haha. Look at him. Day ruined. Cried. Messed him up. Comes back a couple days later, just says he's going to block everybody. That's what they want, man. You're giving them trophies. You're giving them a badge of honor. (laughs) Like... Got him, upset him, he cried, boom, blocked. Yes, this is what I wanted. Like, you're reinforcing them. They're going to do it again. You're just basically reinforcing the bad behavior. So, that's what I was kind of ranting about. Like, yes, I empathize, I sympathize. I, I, I think that that person should consider, like, another line of work. And if not, you, 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 can't, you can't give them what they want. Don't give them what they want. I'm more frustrated that you gave some, like, group of douchey haters, like, a sense of satisfaction. I want them to feel nothing. They should get nothing for for their behavior. And you gave it to them. Um, you know? You gave them, you gave them what they wanted, ultimately. So, alright, I don't want to belabor that point, and we are at an hour now on the recording, so if you're in the live audience, don't go anywhere. If you're listening to this elsewhere, always be sure to check me out at sntrlive.com. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about Outriders. Good game. Awful launch. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at SNTRlive.com. Monday through Friday, we're doing these shows and these topics, and it's a great way for you to interact. We do a daily poll. So check out SNTRlive.com for the main YouTube channel. So... Listen, I, I, I need to make this video. I know people don't like a lot of negativity when a game launches. There are people that think, well, this should just be expected. You know, online games are going to have rough launches. I, I want to break this down, okay? Because I like this game. I played it a lot during the demo. I was looking forward to the game. I'm massively behind now because I did not want to uproot my life and change my schedule especially on a holiday weekend. I was hanging out with my family. I was not going to grind Outriders off stream so that I could cover it. So I'm still going to cover the game. I'm still going to attempt to play even today, level up and get to a place where I could intelligently talk about end game, loot, grinding, modding, crafting, all of that. However, I was very disappointed in how this launch was so poor Friday, especially Saturday. And then things did finally stabilize on Sunday. So Outriders release has now made it through its launch weekend, but not without some serious server issues. After a month-long Outriders beta, many are left wondering when things will finally settle down for long enough periods of meaningful progress and grinding. 
it did seem like Sunday was that day. I myself had made barely any post-demo progress due to PC stuttering, troubleshooting, and crashes. Eventually, giving up and heading to my Xbox Series X was not enough to protect me from global server issues. I did. I eventually was like, alright, I'm done. I'm sick of trying to troubleshoot PC. I'm gonna go play on my Xbox Series X. And then servers went down on Friday. I I got like a side mission completed, started to do another, and everything went down. Even throughout the Friday and Saturday, you know, days after launch, the servers were down for long periods of time. Now, what does this mean for the game long term? Because truth be told, the end of this video is going to be about the fact that their long term is a short term, if you really think about it. First and foremost, let's talk about same stuff, different game. Virtually every major launch title that requires server stability and availability seems to go through the same issues. Without fail, too many people are trying to log in at once and then the servers go down. Even with a rolling time zone launch, eventually the tide of logins catches up and it buries the strained servers. Thursday was actually not terrible, if you think about it. It wasn't terrible. They did a a decent job with the rolling time zone. You know, the PC issue, uh, I'm sorry, the PC platform launched at like noon Eastern. And then eventually the multiple time zones hitting in America really, really busted things. So it was like late day afternoon Thursday when things got pretty bad. The frustration that myself and many other players had with Outriders was that the game had a month-long beta launched on a Thursday with a rolling time zone launch they staggered the pc at noon and still on both friday and saturday much of the day the game was literally unplayable now i read an article from games radar it was last year and eventually the devs said it's it's not about spending lots of money these were devs that were talking about apex and some other games and they were saying listen it's not even about throwing more money at it or or getting more servers it's a matter of too many people trying to log in at once that doesn't necessarily square with what happened on Friday and Saturday. Again, it's a holiday weekend. There's a gaming drought. There's a groundswell of people trying to play this game. Also, the Game Pass embrace of love. So many people could check out the game over the weekend. They're, you know, they're, It's a holiday weekend. They're not in school. They're not working. Whatever. They boot up their Xbox, see a brand new game on Game Pass, and they want to jump in and slam in there, and it overwhelmed the servers is, is likely one of the causes. For someone even remotely close to my life situation, this means zero progress while friends and colleagues wait until the waning hours of the day when things finally come back online or stabilize. I understand why folks say we should expect this sort of thing, but after 24 to 48 hours, my patience and my understanding, it just starts to run out. I just, I get sick of it. It's like, there's literally no way that we should be able to like say, oh, it's been a day, it's been two days. This is just acceptable. This is normal. I do not agree with that i do think companies should be held to the standard of the product should at least work a reasonable amount on its launch weekend launch day most people come to expect this even recently i started telling people don't take time off from work on the launch day of a game take the day off after take the take the day after off and that wouldn't have helped you here uh, and it certainly didn't help over the weekend so next let's talk about why it's worse 
The main reason that myself and many others are seemingly more frustrated by this launch than maybe other games in the past is very simple. It's a good game, okay? It's a good game, and it isn't just a good game alongside other good games. It's a good game in the middle of a terrible time for timely launches of, of, of anything, and we're in a gaming drought. So it's it's a fun game. It had a, it had a month-long beta. People are super excited to jump in. People are very, very excited to, to have something to sink their teeth into and that actually makes it worse it makes it worse to be able to you know look at a game and not play it you can boot it up you can sit there on the screen and you just cannot get in to the experience this also is a game about progress and nothing is more irritating than falling behind your group your clan or your friends when a new game comes out not everyone wants to slum it with a buddy that is lagging behind you know you're always that guy i've been that guy before not everybody wants to come down and slum it with you as you're in those early stages so groups go through these awkward stages of waiting or moving on feeling left out is the last thing that people want to experience in a video game and in a game that's all about progress leveling world challenges etc it's almost unavoidable for people that can and cannot play in different and varying degrees of amount according to schedules or when the servers are up or down it becomes a bit of a gamble beyond the reasons listed above one can't help but imagine that xbox game pass played a significant role here it's a unique frustration to play a free demo for a month spend actual money on the launch and watch game pass topple the whole delicate launch server house of cards over like a bull in a china shop it's like well here comes game pass on the weekend boom bowls it all over and it's like i actually spent money on this game and i can't play it it's great that all these game pass people came in and gave it that sweet embrace of too many people trying to log in this is irritating this is one of the reasons that it's worse than other game launches if this had no demo okay that might have actually been worse because then people could be like i don't even know if the game's good or not i don't care i'm not playing the demo at least gave people confidence that it's a good game and that's why they're trying to come back in now if you've seen the steam numbers i'm going to give them to you in a moment they're actually really impressive i think there's a lot of correlating factors as to why they're so impressive but I actually think this game has potential long-term, but let's talk about that last year. Long-term, short-term. Their long-term is a short-term. This is not a a live service game, an ongoing game. They're not adding new stuff in a month or two. It's, it's, they're not doing it. It's, it's simply not a thing, okay? One of my main concerns for this game since the beginning has been summed up with just one word. Okay, this has been one of my main main concerns longevity. Okay, people can fly seems not only content, but also very forthright with their communication about this game is not going to be an ongoing live service experience, but a complete product at launch. They were very, very forthright with that. That means their long term is a short term, maybe a month of good numbers. And then this game's going to fall off the face of the earth for a lot of people. They're going to hit the ceiling. They're going to max everything out. They're going to have everything that they want and then that's going to be the end of it. There's going to be nothing on the other side to keep people playing. And that's okay. That's okay. But it's worrisome when the launch weekend was so rough. What this means is that the long-term effect of a bad weekend launch could be detrimental to an already short window and shelf life of relevancy. Especially with so many players trying the game out with Game Pass, many might say, why bother after a shaky weekend when logging in and staying logged in felt like a gamble of one's time. 
We talked about this a little bit earlier. If you're going to sit there and wait for the servers to come back on, and you sit there for an hour, and they don't, you've just wasted that hour of your limited time on the weekend. If you're busy, if you have a job, if you have a traditional job, whatever responsibilities you have, you've just lost that time. If you walk away... And then you come, and then your friend texts you. It's like, oh, it's back online. Now you've lost that time as well. You've lost time that you could have played, but you didn't because you walked away. It's basically a lose lose. It's a terrible position to be in. You either sit and gamble with your time and hope servers come back online, or you walk away, potentially missing out on progress if the servers get kicked back on right away. Saturday was obviously the worst day because they finally came back on, and then the United States servers weren't even accessible for a while. They, they had an extended period of time where they were off. Now, the silver lining here is that the game seems to be stabilizing and player numbers look very, very promising. As an encouraging point of comparison, this was tweeted about Steam numbers. This was tweeted yesterday. Uh, Outriders just hit a new Steam peak concurrent players higher. Okay, so their peak player is higher than the all-time Borderlands peak. Outriders hit a peak of 124.8. So 124,812 players. Borderlands 2 fell right underneath that, 124,678. Borderlands 3 peaked at 93,000. Okay? So a long-standing franchise was outdone here. Now again, I think there's correlating factors. Number one, everybody probably steamrolled in on Sunday because they were sick of the crap on Friday and Saturday. So it may have increased the logins on Sundays on Sunday temporarily. We're also in a gaming drought, so people are dying for a game to play, and this could be having a a big benefit for Outriders. It's it's making it a little bit more resilient. The the reason it's going down is maybe because so many people are trying to play, and that could be good for the game long term. One would hope that over the course of this week things stay stable so that this is just sort of a blip in our memory of man remember that launch weekend and people can start moving into and playing the game and enjoying it so that if they do have plans to expand it long term their initial player base become fans and loyal to the franchise and then help with projected sales numbers of anything they can they they create in the future because I think as I said it's a good game it was just an awful launch as always we're going to keep on streaming if you're listening to this elsewhere please check out sntrlive.com Um...